even with just a certain race and one matchup, there's so many different ways you can play it out. And even then, it also depends on your opponent and what they do. And just the scenarios that you face in each game is uh, very different. And obviously, with each scenario, there's many different things you could do. Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we were joined by Benefit, who is a former StarCraft II team manager, Masters level StarCraft II player, all while finishing up high school and doing SAT prep. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed, prestigious colleague, Brett Lindley. Brett, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. I would like to welcome you to the show, Walker. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. No one ever asks me how I am, and I really yeah, see, appreciate that. I'm here for you. I'm here as your <laughs> prestigious colleague. <laughs> and as we said in the intro, uh, we are also joined by our special guest, Benefit, uh, manager for Archangel Gaming and, and StarCraft II player himself. Benefit, how you doing tonight, man? Doing well. How are you? Um, sorry, I'm going to cut you off there. Uh, Archangel Gaming actually isn't... Uh... Uh, isn't around anymore so it's more so genesis gaming that uh oh okay so yeah well, no, it's, that's... it's been a while so yeah so things have actually changed quite a bit so um yeah just to fill you in real quick uh genesis gaming i'm not managing for them anymore i was okay. um uh, since a couple weeks ago but uh, not anymore um been focusing more on uh more as a player basically so uh, okay. it's, it's just something that i've uh that i've worked on in the past more like Archangel Gaming was first, and then Genesis, and then now I'm kind of just on the roster as a player. So, cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if it's all the same, I'll I'll keep it in because I was I was just looking at Liquipedia earlier, and it, there was a blurb about how Archangel had like merged into Genesis, but then that was undone, and so it's kind of confusing. It's good to get clarity from you on that specifically. Um, but yeah, so um, well, so I, I am curious. You know, obviously, you've transitioned to more of a player role, but what was the the manager role? What, what was involved in being a manager for an esports team? Yeah, so I mean, um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm quite young, uh, 15 years old to be exact. I turned 15, uh, 16 in, uh, in early August. But uh, uh, yeah, it's not really typical to see like such a young, you know, esports manager. But I've had the, uh, I've, I've been blessed with the opportunity to, um, to serve in that role first on, Actually, it was GDA, which is uh, a French team. Um, and then uh, Archangel Gaming was the first, like, premier team that uh, that I've been able to uh, help out with. And then, obviously, that merger came in uh, to Genesis Gaming. Um, and I was helping them out, uh, especially with the merger and everything. Um, little stuff happened, and uh, especially, you know, kind of with my uh, real-life stuff as well. I've kind of stepped down from Genesis Gaming as a manager, and I'm more so focusing on playing and all. So... Um, yeah, in regards to managing it, 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 let's see, I think a lot of the roles that people would think of, uh, like in regards to players, um, talks, speaking with other teams, uh, kind of managing different matches and tournaments and making sure that the team environment stays stable. Um, mm -hmm. all of that is, uh, really all, all I, all I did. Um, a lot of it was through discord, uh, kind of just talking to players and the other managers on the team. Um, about certain things um, and kind of just maintaining that uh, stability on the team was was really all I did uh, throughout my time on Archangel and, uh, and Genesis. So, 
Yeah, well, we had interviewed uh, Trevor Gray several months ago from from Genesis. And and I mean, he's obviously the owner, but it sounds like maybe kind of a similar what he spends a lot or at least explained he spends a lot of his time doing sounds like maybe what you were spending a lot of time yourself as a manager uh, kind of coordinating events and, and checking in on players and that sort of stuff. Is that does that sound right? Yeah, um, I, I listened to the uh, the one with uh, Trevor as well, and um, he he said something about like you know spending. Uh, I'm not sure on the exact number of hours, but he sent uh, he spent quite a number um, of hours, you know, kind of managing his team because I know it's um, for him. It wasn't just the the, the StarCraft um, part of the team that he was managing, but he you know he had the um the entirety of it right he had he was right. branching out to multiple games and all that and, um there's a lot more with the ownership um rather than rather than my role which was more towards um kind of just with just the starcraft group um and that makes already had a bit of knowledge with it from archangel so uh coming to genesis um for that little bit of time that we were together uh it, it was kind of you know uh very very similar role to that gotcha gotcha so I'm also curious, I mean, if you're 15, just going, you know, soon to be 16, I mean, when StarCraft II came out, you were incredibly young. <laughs> um, so, so I'm curious, like how, how, at what point did you start playing StarCraft? And I just, I guess I just wouldn't imagine that StarCraft would be something that would be popular among people your age, frankly, just because it's, it is such an older game and there's so many newer games that are much more popular, you know, in the decade since it came out. Yeah. So, um, I, I think a big part of that was more so influenced from people older than me. And I think that goes for a lot of people that play Starcraft. Like I know, I remember watching a Clem interview, uh, you know, his dad, uh, played a lot with them and then that's how he kind of got uh, into it. And then obviously he's where he is now, which is, uh, which is pretty incredible. Right. But I think from a very young age, I, uh, I started to kind of, uh, delve into, uh, the game that is StarCraft II, and that all started with for me with my dad. He uh, he played uh, Brood War, and it transitioned to StarCraft II, and he's been playing that um, really ever since I've been born. Right, so um, I grew up watching him. I remember sitting uh, on his office desk just watching him and watching him play. He's a he's a Terran player, um, and I actually wasn't a big fan of Terran, so um, I was. Uh, at, at that point, I had wanted to get the game myself and kind of with the with the, with the competitiveness that, that I had, I wanted to beat him eventually. And uh, after a few years, it took me a while to kind of get the experience because obviously you're so young, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, uh, to kind of learn all that, especially by yourself. Um, but yeah, for, I think from around nine years old was when I first like downloaded the game for myself. Wow. Um, and at that point actually i was still yeah i mean at that point i was still playing team games i was still playing like arcade i really no clue what i was doing mm-hmm. um and after a few months actually i stopped um i could just completely drop starcraft 2 and um not until very late 2019 but i think around november december is when i picked it back up um and then really started getting into the more competitive you know 1v1 version of things um which is bringing me to where i where i am now so what brought you back to the game? I'm not sure. I think um, part of it was just the, uh, I guess the games that I was playing during that during that break was um, 
it was not necessarily like fulfilling, I would say. So um, games I used to play in the past were mostly like mobile games. Like I wasn't actually like an actual gamer, uh, so to say. Um, games like Clash of Clans and Mad Mobile. I was a big uh, football guy as well. Um, I kind of played it and it's like, all right, you leveled up, but you know, where do you go? You know, um, there's no, there wasn't exactly like a goal or anywhere to improve really, uh, except for the monotonous grinding that, that the game kind of wanted you, um, to continue doing. Um, so coming back to Starcraft, I remembered, um, I think one of the YouTube channels, um, was Husky then. Yeah. Um, I remember my dad watching. I remember him just, you know, laying down on the couch mm-hmm. at night and in the darkness, I could hear like, you know, the, the classic Husky intro and everything. Um, and I remember, I think around then I had uh, seen a video pop up on my recommended. And after watching the the first, like, you know, real professional game, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it again. So re-downloaded it on my laptop, uh, got back into it. And uh, and yeah, that's how everything kind of restarted after, after the, after the quite, uh, quite a long break. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I actually also used to watch Husky videos. He is deleted since deleted that that StarCraft channel, and it I makes uh, I'll just say very different content. Uh, I don't mean to pass judgment on any of it at all, but it's not video game related anymore. So, um, but yeah, H to the Husky Husky. <laughs> yeah. He was he was awesome. Uh, I, really, at the time he was popular, Day Nine was also kind of at his pinnacle, and he was, I think, probably a lot more popular than than Husky was. Um, so, so what race did you when you came back? What race did you did you end up playing at a at a high level? Um, yeah, after I came back, I kind of returned to Protoss. Um, it's obviously the race I still play now, but I think back in 2016, I think I think I chose it for my team games because it was the coolest looking, you know, but. Uh, I guess it paid off because I, I really like it now. And uh, yeah, it's fun to play. I mean, that's why I played Protoss because I think it looks cool. So I'm right <laughs> yeah. there with you. <laughs> and Taryn's I mean, always in balance. So, you know, right, you play that. Right. That's, I, that's why I played Zerg. So I think they look cool. So <laughs> I did. I played I played Protoss quite a bit in Brood War, though. I was that was in more of my high elf Eldar space elves phase at that time. So they fit that niche a little better. But now I'm I'm bug aliens all the way. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so coming back to StarCraft, I mean, um, is there is there a particular aspect of it that that draws you in the most? Is it the is it the fact that there's you know you mentioned in like the mobile games that are just so grind heavy, there's not a lot to to really improve on because they're not really mechanically demanding games. Is it the infinite <laughs> room for improvement that StarCraft provides? Uh, is it to some extent the visual appeal of it? I mean, what is it that that really draws you to it? I think for StarCraft, well, one, uh, I think I've developed my interests for more PC games just because of the, uh, I guess, more variety to the gameplay and, um, you know, the different control that you have over the, the actions that you do compared to uh, the mobile games that I used to play at a very young age where, um, where you know, you're kind of restricted to whatever's, um, whatever's on that phone, right? But uh, I think for StarCraft, it's... Uh, really interesting comparable to minecraft almost where um your the setting is set and the blocks and you know units and everything is given to you but th- what you do with it is really up to you and i think that with starcraft that's really what brought me in um just kind of that that openness to kind of develop your own style and to and to play it out you know adjust accordingly and also just uh yeah not really like an exact 
uh, way to play it. Uh, just more open to uh, however you uh, design it, you know? Yeah, I feel like constraints, actually, as an artist and and a creator, I found that having constraints helps me actually perform better in being creative, because I have to be creative, but within a confined space instead of like an infinite possibility. Like if I just see a blank piece of paper and a bunch of paint and a bunch of pencils or whatever, I I don't know what to do. But if there's constraints, like if it's three paints and two brushes and that's all i have to work with suddenly it's a lot easier to think of something to do in that realm in the same way that like in minecraft like you said you are plopped in the world you have infinite possibility but only within that realm and i think that 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 there is infinite possibility to make up cool builds and do cool things but you're also restricted by having an opponent and having a race that can only do certain things and certain timings that people generally hit. So I think that's a really cool kind of point to make on that. I mean, we've had a, a lot of StarCraft II conversations on this podcast, whether it be between Brett and I or with the, the variety of guests from the StarCraft II scene that we've had. And I don't think, I can't remember at least anyone comparing it to Minecraft before, yeah. which I think is a really awesome comparison. Um, I will also say, though, like, it... <laughs> I, I'm constantly humiliated at my own capacity to play StarCraft when I when I hear someone like yourself say that because for me like StarCraft was always like you know again I'm watching Husky videos or I'm looking at Day Nine videos and I'm looking at build orders and I'm like oh I'm never doing it right so it it to me definitely does not feel which is probably why I'm terrible but uh, <laughs> like a, a blank canvas it very much feels like. I'm there are these things that are the way it's quote unquote supposed to be done that I'm not accomplishing. How did you avoid falling into that trap and having this more open mindset about it? Um, sorry, is it possible to rephrase that a little bit for me? Yeah, no, I just mean like, again, like when you started playing and you see it as something where you can make your own builds and kind of develop your own style did that just come naturally? Did you not try and look at build orders or did you look at build orders and then decide, well, that's kind of a a baseline, but I can expand that. Cause again, for me, when I look at it, it's like, Oh, well, here's the build order. So that's the way you play. Like that's the meta. That's the way it goes. Um, But it doesn't sound like that's how you approach it, you know, comparing it to Minecraft. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think kind of in regards to the structure, um, obviously it's, it's important to be there so that you're, you know, your players or uh, your audience or whatever, whatever knows what's happening or knows what's to do. Um, but I think giving them the freedom as well to kind of, um, once again, develop their own style with how they uh, approach it uh, is important with that game. And I think that's how um, I like StarCraft because, for example, I think, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, there's a there's a meta, there's build orders that um, seem strict with timings and all that. But at the same time, there's just even with just a certain race and one matchup, there's so many different ways you can play it out. And even then it also depends on your opponent and what they do. And just the scenarios that you're facing each game is uh, very different. And obviously with each scenario, there's many different things you could do. And, um, and the outcome of those can all be uh, different as well. And I think um, that's one reason I like, uh, I like this game because um, kind of the wide variety of strategies and ways you can play it is um, uh, is something that I think um, I think I'm attracted to with with StarCraft Two. 
Well, and you've you've built up really quickly, uh, just in you know the last couple of years since you've you've picked it back up, and uh, and I and I kind of wonder as somebody who is you know one never beaten the Nether Dragon or the Ender Dragon, <laughs> and also never gotten past gold in in StarCraft. Um, how do you feel like you approach? those transitionary moments i think that like it's it's safe to say that the like you know maybe through plat or even diamond it's mostly just learning how to kind of play the game at, in better and better ways kind of beating yourself but once you get into those higher levels it really does become that's when mind games become important that's when really understanding your opponent becomes important and i'm just wondering how you personally approach you know reading your opponent or playing mind games or or what kind of you know how do you get into somebody's head yeah i think um that's uh one of the key factors that um that also brings me into starcraft is the ability to still um be able to play with your opponent's mind even though you're not able to kind of see them or know who it is or anything like that um but with the units that you have and the way you um the way you move them the way uh the timings or whatever that you um, that you hit throughout your game, um, even that allowing you to to maybe uh, plant a seed of doubt in your opponent's mind or get them to do something that uh, maybe they shouldn't have is um, is also really is also really cool. Um, I'm a big uh, strategy games guy. Um, I like um, I like being able to play with your opponent's head and get them to uh, freak out maybe or uh, do something uh, or panic even um so being able to do that in starcraft 2 is also also really fun <laughs> and so what level are you playing at currently um right now i'm at a 4500 mmr on, on north america that's around uh high masters 3 low masters 2 and how long so i mean you, you said you came back in, in late 2019 so still under the two-year mark how long did it take you to get to at least the master's level after you came back yeah so um I think I placed around gold uh, during that time, and uh, I actually went through uh, two levels of platinum. So I think from platinum three to di- uh, platinum three to platinum one uh, in around three hours, and then after that, oh, wow. diamond three, uh, diamond three to diamond one in about uh, in about two weeks. So it was really quick. Uh, from there, I guess playing back in 2016 still uh, still helped me, you know, keep uh, a little bit of knowledge about the game where I didn't have to, you know, watch many videos or relearn uh, or learn, I guess, for the first time about how uh, certain things worked or basic mechanics, stuff like that. Um, so getting through those lower leagues was um, really quick for me. I plateaued for a while at Diamond 1, uh, I think for a few months. Um, and then the breakthrough to Masters 3 actually came a few months ago. Um, and I haven't been playing much since then, uh, kind of with uh, real life stuff going on. But um, I've, uh, I'm looking to to hit you know GM one of these days. Now, do you approach it with? Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of just answer it there. But you're you're approaching it with a kind of a dedicated mindset. So, does that change what you do to kind of prepare for either a ladder session? or just kind of your general overall preparation? Are you watching your own replays? Are you doing analysis? Are you looking at the forums to see transitions in meta? Or are you taking it all kind of live and just seeing what is actually happening out there? Yeah, so um, I'm kind of, I'm definitely doing all that stuff, you know, watching my own replays and uh, talking with other people 
um, especially the ones on my team that are, uh, are in Genesis Gaming. Uh, we have a small, I think Magnetics also mentions this, but we have a small junior team of about, uh, I think, 20 players right now, um, all under 18 years, um, which is which is really cool to have. It's one of the reasons why I'm on the team, because um, you don't really get an environment like that, especially in this day and age of StarCraft too. But um, uh, talking and practicing with them, uh, is is really one of the ways that I can uh, I can begin long term improvement uh, and also build those connections with them uh, that obviously will be important in the future. Um, yeah, I have all my build orders listed down. I'm trying to hit those timings a little better uh, with each day that goes by. Um, but yeah, I think just having that mindset where uh, hitting those benchmarks with uh, with builds or maybe ranking up. Uh, is one of those ways where I'm trying to, you know, get on that track to 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 longer success. So, I mean, obviously you spent in the time that you were a, a manager and that sort of stuff, you spent a lot of time around pro gamers. Is there any um, any bit of, of insight or, or wisdom that you kind of took from that that you're able to apply to this? I mean, it seems like you might have some insider knowledge that that the rest of us might not. And I don't even mean about like, a game mechanic or something, but just in the way that you approach it, did you pick any habits up from them or, or any anything like that? Um, I think one of the the pros about uh, being a young manager, especially, was at least on Archangel, um, I got a few um, free uh, coaching sessions from some of the pros on the team, um, and yeah, I, that was uh, really beneficial in helping me kind of. Um, even if it didn't improve the rank right away, I kind of developed a few habits, um, like you know, storing my bills, which how uh, I guess how to read them, which ones to pick, who to who to follow on um, in the pro game uh, pro gaming scene, uh, and developing my own style with the game, like all of that stuff was uh, really beneficial from the uh, uh, from I guess having that manager position. I don't want to say it's like the reason I was a manager on the team. Obviously, it was fine without it. Um, but uh, yeah, having that uh, connection with with the players on the team was uh, was really great in that regard. Hey, Walker, do you know our podcast is almost big enough to start selling ads? Yeah, I had noticed that. So what do you think? Should we go mattress company, VPN, some mobile game? Uh, I was kind of thinking maybe coffee. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good free trade local. No, no, no. Like Ko-Fi, like donations. Oh, oh, right. So so we we do ads for Ko-Fi and for coffee. I mean, I guess that could work. But I was thinking that people could support the show with really small donations about the cost of a cup of coffee, and then we could skip time talking about mattress companies or mobile games and just keep all of that content out of the show, uh, they can just head over to our Ko-Fi page over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S-Pod and contribute to us there. Oh, I get it. So you're saying even if our listeners donated a single dollar over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S-Pod, it would go a long way towards funding the podcast. And in the future, we could even offer cool things like merch or rewards and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's definitely one way that we can pay our bills, keep our mics hot and keep the show going. And if they can't donate, that's okay too let's just let him get back to enjoying the show so talking of things that are beneficial uh do you want to discuss any at all about how you arrived at your screen name <laughs> um okay so this is this is kind of funny but uh i think around august september ish was um when i first kind of entered the the esports scene of starcraft 2 uh, in 2020, excuse me. Um, and around that time, I think the first tournament 
um, that I started myself was was Destiny Star League, which was a tournament for uh, players 18 and under. Um, that ran a few seasons. I think it's a. I think after I left, it went a little dormant. Um, but I remember then there was a there was another tournament that um, was very similar called the Alpha X Junior Championships, um, and they had a few um, few very high ranking players uh, that were also pretty young. And I remember one of the names was Optimistic. He was a uh, a British Protoss player, and um, I think at that time my name was. Uh, was Langston, which uh, which was an inside joke um, with uh, some of my uh, real life friends at back at home. But uh, at that point, I was thinking, you know, optimistic with the alternating capitalized letters. Um, I was like, no, oh, that's really cool. So um, I did a look a little looking online for some words that would look cool with the little uh, <laughs> switching letters. And I think I guess benefit was one of the words that I found. And um, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a uniquely um, good StarCraft two name. It, just like especially in the Korean scene, a lot of their their names are just English words, like a single English word like that. And benefit very much looks like you you know you could be innovation or you know what I mean. So <laughs> something like that, like it it definitely fits into the scene well. So so that's cool. So I'm curious, you know, obviously playing a lot of StarCraft. Now, not for your first three hours where you're zipping through leagues that Brett and I have not seen. Um, <laughs> but after that, at some point, you lose. <laughs> so whenever you... <laughs> a few hours later, you lose your first game. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but but no, I'm curious. I mean, you know, to, to play as long as you have and continue to improve like you have, you, you have to have a, a process for dealing with loss. Like what happens when you lose one game? How do you react or... What happens if you go on a streak of losses? Like, how do you personally deal with that? Both, you know, from a StarCraft standpoint, and then also just mentally, what are you what are you talking to yourself about whenever you're losing? Yeah, so um, I definitely losing is tough, right? Uh, especially I've been there have been so many times where I've been at that you know uh, right under four thousand MMR or something, or about to hit a huge benchmark, um, graduating a league or something, and I would end up going on a losing streak. Um, there have definitely been times where, uh, I've just gotten upset with myself. I just kept queuing ladder and <laughs> dug myself a deeper hole. Um, but I think throughout, uh, I guess over, over the months that I've been playing, uh, Starcraft two, it's, uh, been developing the, the maturity to almost like calm yourself down and be like, all right, so we got to get into the mentality, um, and just focus up and kind of, uh, not worry about the the law the, what you lost but also just uh focusing on uh the game in front of you and kind of uh recovering yourself uh to the best of your ability and uh it kind of goes into a lot of the uh mentality that i've had especially when trying to go for a go for an upset like sometimes i would be queuing as a 4.3 player going up against a 4.8 um zerg player or something because you know that's how the na ladder is but um uh, even just going in uh, with the first few minutes of the game, just kind of telling yourself that, um, you know, you don't know this player, but you're clearly better than him, even though that may be a lie. Uh, just telling yourself that is how I was, I've been able to like make uh, make a few upsets that I'm really proud about. Uh, I remember one game, um, I think it was in a pizza pie tournament. Um, I was able to take a map off Poppy, who's a, who's a Polish 6K uh, player as a, like a 3.7, which was a, uh, which is really big for me. I think having that mentality can really, you know, take you places if you're able to you know, get it down. 
No, that's awesome. Do you, and, and we've kind of talked about this before on the podcast. It's, I mean, it's part of one of the reasons why we sort of started doing this podcast is the, there's not a lot of opportunity to practice uh, rapid fire failure or rapid fire brushings with our own personal anger or whatever. And so uh, have you found that in finding ways to deal with losses or affirmations to psych yourself up against what may other people may think are insurmountable odds and, and pulling that off, do you find that bleeding over into other areas of your life where you're able to psych yourself up to something that you may not have thought you could do or, you know, deal with anger outside of a game in a way that you may surprise yourself with? Yeah. So, um, I'm a high school student and, um, I've got, uh, throughout the summer, I've been pretty busy with, uh, SAT classes. Cause obviously that's a pretty big deal. And, um, yeah, sometimes just during, uh, kind of just as an example, but during these uh, these uh, practice worksheets that we do, sometimes after reviewing, you see that uh, you got maybe an entire row wrong. Um, and, and kind of looking at that, it's just really, uh, really devastating to see almost that like you feel like you haven't worked hard enough or you're not improving. Um, but kind of turning the page as you're getting ready to finish the next section, having that mentality has really been able to help um, kind of recover from, uh, from a so-called loss such as that. Um, so definitely in like real life, um, with school, especially, um, with exams and tests and, um, even just, uh, extensive projects, um, having that mentality is, is really helpful. And I guess it all, uh, really started from, from, from StarCraft too. So. That's awesome. I mean, our, our business cards for the podcast, just say on the back is StarCraft two a life coach. Um, because <laughs> we definitely had experience like Brett, found himself able to deal with road rage when driving a lot better <laughs> after after running into the ladder grinder that we run into. Um, so that's that, that's really cool. Yeah. Have you uh, been able to travel around any in your in, in playing, whether it be, you know, like as a player on junior events or uh, as a as a manager? Have you gotten to go and see any live events? Actually, no. Um with the with the coronavirus obviously it's it's been impossible to to really go out and um explore the other events um uh, one of the events that i would like to go to uh afterwards would probably be Philadelphia because uh one it's it's pretty nearby to where i live and uh uh two it's it's a really nice event i've i've heard um to kind of attend um dream hacks as well obviously i've um i've heard have been really fun uh to be at but uh as of now i haven't been to any live StarCraft 2 event. I think my dad, um, I don't remember what event. I think it was in, uh, yeah, I don't remember what event, but I think he went down to North Carolina or Virginia, somewhere like that, uh, and attended one himself. I think he said like Scarlet and MC and uh, a few other pros were there. Wow. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I personally haven't, haven't attended any. Yeah, we were thinking that probably with the coronavirus, it, it might not have been likely, but uh, it, it seems like it would be really fun. I've never we're both from the Midwest, from Missouri. So there's there are no. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there might be like a local scene or something. But Maybe in St. No. Louis. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I don't think Scarlet or MC or anyone like that is showing up to to, to there. Um, well, so you mentioned that you, you know, you enjoy strategy games. 
obviously StarCraft is very demanding. Do you, do you find time to play any other strategy games at all, or is StarCraft primarily take up all your time when it comes to gaming? Um, yeah, I mean, StarCraft is, like, the only game that I've invested all this really into. Um, uh, the only other games that I've really uh, went into were, were League of Legends, which uh, I tried because of uh, um, some older cousins that, that introduced me to it. I didn't really like it. I kind of dropped it uh, after after a week or so, <laughs> but I might consider uh, again. And the other game that I, I still play here and there is Valorant. Um, I'm not a big FPS guy, um, but it's a, it's a team game, and uh, I play it with my real life friends. So um, uh, when that happens, that's when I'll pull it out and uh, you know play a few rounds or so. But uh... Yeah, that's where I've kind of landed. The, the, the competitive team games can be fun, but you kind of have to have a group. Uh, pugging in those is is tough because it's just impossible to build any consistency if you're not playing with the same people. So then it's hard to understand how to even improve your own role in the context of your teammates if, if they're changing every match. Uh, unless you're just good enough to just carry <laughs> whatever skill level you're at. But eventually you'll hit a, a ceiling, of course, with with being able to do that. Um, so, uh, you know, as we talked about at the very beginning of the conversation, StarCraft is obviously a you know somewhat older game. Blizzard no longer puts on, you know, the events for it. The ESL, I think, is, is who's picked that up at this point. Would you be interested in in a new RTS, like a frost giant, the, the studio created by the X Blizzard devs came out. Would, would you be interested in something like that? Or are you really committed to, to Starcraft at, at this point? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've definitely tried looking, uh, at other games. Um, uh, not really specifically or in very in depth, but I think Starcraft for now has been the only thing that, um, uh, that I really enjoy playing and, and I guess growing into, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to like the the Frost Giant uh, and Dreamhaven, like all all these other RTSs that are uh, that are popping up now. Um, I know a lot of other people are excited, especially since they're a lot more um, experienced in the RTS genre than I am. Uh, but yeah, with StarCraft Two being my first, uh, I guess real real game that um, that I've been playing, um, I would definitely be open to the option, uh, you know, of of other RTS games similar. Uh, yeah. So um, going back to a couple, you've, you've referenced your dad a few times and in kind of in helping introduce you to StarCraft and some like him has has, has gone to events and, and things like that. Uh, is he still take a pretty big interest in that? Do you guys still bond over it and like watch pro matches together over dinner or anything like that? Is there still any kind of interaction in there? Yeah, um, he's, he's still playing um, pretty consistently, actually. Um, I think he's Diamond 3 Terran right now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he even he has his own style of um, of this one base five racks opener into um, speed banshees. It's really weird. I've I tried to get him out of it a little bit, you know, <laughs> try to experience a little bit of uh, um, something else. So maybe he could uh, you know grow a little bit. But um, no, he's 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 still having a blast with the game as well. Um, and I, I think that's perfectly fine if he as long as he enjoys it. Um, yeah, I mean we still uh, watch pro matches here and there. I. I'm the one that kind of watches the matches a little more because I'm I'm a little more invested into the esports scene of StarCraft too. Uh, but yeah, he still he still knows you know the Sarah Rainer Trap Clem all those players and mm. sometimes pops a YouTube video of one of them um, while in the car or you know over dinner as you said. Um, 
yeah, sometimes I pull him over after a nice ladder match, and you know we watch the replay together. So, yeah, we're still uh, we're still into that. That's super cool. Brett and I both were introduced to gaming, not really StarCraft, but <laughs> gaming in general by our our dads, and and also had a lot of bonding experiences growing up uh, through gaming as well. And I think it's it's really cool to be able to share that. Now, I will say, my dad. I don't think would have been able to understand StarCraft two really. Like there's just so much going on. And I mean, when we got it, when we got a Nintendo 64, he was like, all right, there's getting to be a little too many buttons on the controller at this, <laughs> at this point. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they did. Nintendo did design a controller meant for a three armed human. So <laughs> yeah, very weird controller, certainly. So, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, doing SAT prep and that sort of stuff. And obviously college is, is something in your, your future potentially there. I think something that's really cool, a really cool development over the last several years is colleges offering scholarships for esports. Is that something you would be interested in? Is playing, playing, and I don't know if StarCraft is still available, but playing for esports for a university? Um, StarCraft was going to last a little longer, I think, um, possibly, but mm. uh, I think um, kind of being a little more realistic, not, not necessarily, I guess, the state of the StarCraft 2 scene, but. Um, I guess just the reality of getting into college through esports is um, not really a path that I'm that I'm considering right now. I think mm. just uh, going the academic route, kind of just going through college and uh, moving on afterwards. I I don't know how what I don't know how much I'm going to be gaming or anything after that, but sure. um, but yeah, I think that's what it's going to look like afterwards. So it's not necessarily your dream to grow up and be a pro gamer or something like that. It's it's more just something you're doing now to to entertain. Yeah, I think that's um Yeah, I think uh yeah, once again if StarCraft was going to be around mm. um or I guess if I'd gotten into it maybe a little earlier um uh, I don't know like if you that. can get much earlier than nine years old. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, mean, I think it means in man. the timeline. I think it means I, in, I, in I know. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Maybe if I was saying, you give little, yourself credit, man. You, you got out there early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think just realistically, I think I'm just gonna uh, go to college and uh, get a job, whatever, whatever life has for me. Um, but yeah, StarCraft um, definitely would be a big part of my childhood you know yeah yeah oh i was just gonna say that you know kind of speaking on on life paths and things you know on the horizon or or other things that you're into uh the the viewers or sorry the listeners can't see we can see uh that there's a, a number of musical instruments in your background is that uh is that your setup uh is that something else that you're into on the side yeah so um yeah music is one of the uh little hobbies that I have. Um, I don't necessarily, I guess, like create or, um, or produce my own music of, uh, really any kind, like, uh, through online or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I do play, uh, quite the number of instruments. Uh, I'm in my, uh, school band, concert band. Um, maybe I don't, I don't think I'm going to get, uh, to college or anything or have it be a profession of mine or anything, but, um, definitely something that I think is gonna, I'm going to consider doing. Uh, my parents really like it. Uh, my parents actually like StarCraft 2 as well, um, just because they say it, uh, it uh, triggers parts of your brain that you don't necessarily use while doing your other normal activities, life activities. Um, so yeah, things like that um, they, really, they really like about. Yeah, so do you... Um... 
do you stream at all when you're playing StarCraft? Um, I did for a little bit, but mm. um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big, uh, I'm not a big personality or anything. I, I don't think. Um, and uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think the the uh, the pressure of an of an audience watching sometimes can get to you a little bit. Uh, sure. Right now, or at least for now, um, at this current at this current uh, moment in time, I don't think I'm too bothered by it. I mean, I could consider starting up again, but I think just uh, laddering just by yourself, I think is an experience that I like to enjoy by myself. No, I, I totally feel that. I think that, you know, I've, I've done some streaming a few different, different games, different times, and it's just, it requires a lot more energy and focus, even on, even on a very, you know, like gentle style game like a more not necessarily an idle game but like a stardew valley or something like that where there's not a a lot of high pressure it's still a lot to keep track of to try to watch the chat to try to be entertaining to try to constantly always be on and and there are some nights where i'm like yeah i just want to play the game to either get better at the game or beat a certain level and not have to worry about a chat and and a camera and things like that so I, i definitely understand that um yeah, no, I, would, uh, yeah I, was, I would. Yeah, I would completely. I would second that. I, I also agree. Um, and I think that there's a lot of pressure for anyone. I think there's just kind of this general idea that, like, if you want to be playing a game at a high level, or if you want to pursue something at a professional level, then streaming is kind of an inherent part of that. But I think that they're very different skill sets. I mean, you could be an excellent player and not an excellent streamer or an excellent streamer and maybe not the best player. Uh, and I think they get conflated into being one in the same and, and they're definitely separate. So that makes a lot of sense. So one of the things that we like to ask uh, everybody that we bring onto the show, it's the tagline of our show is why gaming matters. So whether it's, you know, something personal to you or something in your development or just why you think about it, it at the world at large, when you hear the phrase, uh, why does gaming matter? Uh, what do you, what does that stir inside of you? Um, I think for me, it brings on uh, quite a number of things because especially Starcraft two, uh, I've, uh, I've entered myself into so many different roles where, um, kind of in each of those roles, I could see a different aspect of, uh, how it could potentially answer this question. Um, uh, I guess from a team from a team management, uh, I also ran a few tournament uh, tournaments too. Um, from that aspect, I could see that uh, gaming matters in the sense where um, it builds the connections that um, that maybe you would need later in life. Um, maybe I mean I know it's online, but um, but definitely it helps builds um, build a sense of um, Kind of being social, being able to talk to others about things that you enjoy, um, and having that connection with those people, I think is really important, uh, especially in real life because it's very applicable there. Um, and I guess from a player uh, point of view, uh, we kind of discuss it a little bit. I, but I think having a good um, mental health when it comes to co- overcoming obstacles and challenges, because obviously in StarCraft Two, there's quite a bit of them, both um, with a literal game uh, and mentally. Um, even emotionally as well, uh, I guess, as we uh, discussed a little bit. But um, it definitely matters in the sense where it uh, can create a good habit of uh, maintaining uh, just, a, just a healthy mental state. Um, 
that'll help over uh, over many different challenges that you face both in the game and real life. So, yeah, that's that's super awesome. That's uh, I share the same sentiment. I think you know networking or, or a sense of community is kind of what you're describing initially, and then yeah, the the ability to engage problems in a in a in a new way or think about problem solving in a different way. I think gaming definitely lends itself to that. Um, will benefit we we really really enjoyed talking with you this evening really really appreciate your time uh it's honestly I'll, I'll just candidly say it's pretty cool to, to talk to someone that's your age just because it's a perspective that we don't get all the time right i mean gamers generally are not like i mean we're usually the older people in the conversation brett and i <laughs> um but we don't we, we don't talk to someone that that's at the stage of life that you're at and so um, really appreciate you taking the time to, to to share your perspectives and and talk about your journey and where you're at. Um, is there anywhere that, that you'd like people to, to follow you at, like on Twitter or any other sort of social media platform? I know you said you're not streaming right now, but anywhere people should connect with you? Um, yeah, I've been considering uh, restarting streaming, so um, maybe in the near future you'll see me uh, live again. But you could uh, follow me on Twitch at SC2Benefit. Um, my Twitter is the same as well. Um, these are the really only two medias that I use in regards to, you know, gaming purposes. But uh, yeah, this is two medias you could follow me at. Okay, cool. We'll make sure and have links in the show notes for that uh, so people can click on that and, and start following you right away. But uh, again, Benefit, it's been a real pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you. So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference. All of the links and our social accounts are available down in the show notes. And if you want to hear more content from us, Walker hosts The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing guests, as well as The Crowfall Podcast, which shares stories and perspectives about the MMO. My personal podcast, Dungeons and Dinners, is where you can go to find where the love of fantasy is food for thought. Mm-hmm.